Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy like the message. Like worship, we are done with our 21-day fast. Can I get a witness, somebody? Take it off. Thank you, Lord. Right. We did a 21-day fast, and many of us, maybe it was meats, no meat, sweets, or treats. Maybe it was uh, social media, and I've heard a wide variety of different things. It was language. I want to fast my tongue, my mouth for 21 days. I want to fast something and give it back to God. And even this week, I told my wife, you're doing that, like beans, like everything's beans, right? Just beans, beans, and, and, and baked beans, right? It's everything. And uh, I've eaten our dinner, and uh, you know, I told my wife, man, this is excellent. I can't wait to eat real food. And my seven-year-old, he's there, and he's not doing the fast because he's not spiritual yet. It's okay. And so he's eating ice cream, right? (laughs) He's eating ice cream, and he goes, guys, it's yet four more days to eat his ice cream, you know. (laughs) So whatever, man. But can we give it up for our church for 21 days of detoxing? I mean, for many of us, maybe it was a day, maybe it was six days, maybe it was half of that, maybe you're continuing on, but how many know we want to detox in our life? And so today we're ending a series called Detox. The reason why we call it Detox is because detox, by definition, is a removal of a toxic substance from your life. A removal of a toxic substance in your life. That all of us, we have toxins in our life that we need to flush out. But how many know that many times when we think about toxins, we're thinking about, okay, I need to watch what I eat. I need to purge. I need to be healthy. And I'm going to be vegan for whatever. I'm going to keto it. Put a stick of butter in that coffee. It's going to be good for me, you know. All these different detox that we have. But also forget that we have a spiritual side of us. The God part of us. Also, we have a soul, which is the emotions of us. We are a triune being, that we have body, spirit, and soul. So we kicked off talking about our spiritual aspect. Then uh, three weeks, uh, two weeks ago was our soul detox. Then last week, my wife preached on the body, sexual immorality, debauchery. It was amazing. So make sure you check that out. And a little side note, my wife, she was invited to speak at Church LV uh, last uh, Friday night. We had over 50... 50 Avenue women were there. Let's put her picture up real quick. I got to tell you, she tore it up, all right? She was like, bam, you know? And she did a phenomenal job. So give it up for Pastor Lindsay, because I'm proud. Now, I want to let you know, too, I snuck in, all right? I got a wig. I was in the back, you know, like, oh, my gosh. It was amazing. <laughs> no way. But I snuck in the back and uh, had a great, it was just a big, big moment. So I'm so proud of her. And, and so we're excited what God is doing. But the title of my message today is Detox and Beyond. It's day 22 and beyond. Where do we go from here? How do I, how do I you know, function in this life? Like many of us today, we're going to go find a pizza. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give me some tacos, you know. <laughs> but where do I go from here on out? In my spirit and in my soul. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, the, the Living Bible says this, that may the God of peace himself make you entirely pure and devoted to God. I want you to look at that key word. It says, may the God of peace, a good God, a loving God, an awesome Savior, may the God of peace himself make you pure. Listen to me today. I want to give you hope today. Maybe you don't hear anything else today. Here's the hope. It's that God's making you pure. You're on a journey of purity and holiness. He will make you pure. I'm going to make myself pure. No, God's going to make you pure. And may your spirit, your soul, and body be kept strong 
and blameless. That's why we do life together. That's why we're here on Sunday mornings. That's why we're in a group. That's why we're serving on teams. Why? Because I need some help staying uh, strong, staying blameless until the day the Lord Jesus comes back. I want to encourage you today that as we move on from day 22 and beyond, we're going to say, God, I'm going to stay pure. I'm going to stay strong, but I'm going to have some pizza and burritos. Come on, somebody. Right? It's a little closer to lunchtime. I apologize. But here's what I want you to know. That I'm going to share a scripture today, and then I'm going to revise it. Because this has really been on my heart these past 21 days, that I am convinced of this. And so I'm going to read John chapter 10, verse 10 in the NIV version. And then we're going to read John 10, 10 again, but in the Avenue Church version, all right? So you might be like, what the heck? He's talking about love, sex, and marriage. And now he's changing the Bible, right? But I want you to read John 10, 10. This is a safe place. John 10, 10. It's what it says. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come so they may have life and have it to the fullest. So how many know that the enemy, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and darkness. What does that mean? There is an enemy out there. There is a devil out there. There are demons out there. There is a darkness out there that wants to steal your life. They want, wants to kill your life and wants to destroy your life. But I want to rewrite that because sometimes we think about destroy. It's like a bazooka bomb, like a nuke. Just hit your life, boom, and you're done for in one clean shot. But I found out that's not the case. So I want to rewrite the script a little bit this morning. John 10, 10, the Avenue Church version says the thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to distract. And to distract. Because he does it a little bit at a time. Oh, that's great. You found a great church. Well, you're going to be busy. Oh, that's great. You found something to be, to, to have purpose in. You know what? That, that might make a difference, but that will never make an eternal difference. So I'm going to distract you little by little. How many know when he destroys us, it doesn't happen at one time. It happens a little bit at a time. And so I want to encourage us today. What are the things in our life that really matters, but we're being distracted away from that? I can prove it to you. Have you ever been so busy, right? Pastor, I'm so busy today, right? That's like a new thing. It's like a good thing, right? I am so busy. Have you ever been so busy, but at the end of the day, you got nothing done? How many been there, right? You're like, today, right? You're so busy, but at the end of the day, you got nothing accomplished. Nothing really made an eternal difference because we're distracted. And John Maxwell talks about this, and he talks about the rule of five. So bring my uh, prop up here real quick. The rule of five by John Maxwell. And he talks this, the rule of five, it's simply a series of activities that you do every day day. It's a series of activities that you do every day that are fundamental to your success. So every day, I'm going to do something small. Every day, the rule of five, I'm whether it's five times, whether it's five hours, whatever that five represents, but it's going to be something I do every single day day. And so many times we say, you know what, I, uh, we wake up one day and we get out of the shower and we look in the mirror and we go, ah, right, I need to lose weight like now, right? And what's going to happen is we're going to freak out and we're going to go out to the weight loss tree and we're going to beat on it and beat on it and beat on it. We're going to go, get out of here. You're like yelling at fat, fat, I hate you. <laughs> what happens is we're going to get tired and we're going to give up and we're never going to chop the tree down. 
So here's rule five is five, and you're like, man, talk about love, sex, and marriage. Now you're revising the Bible. Now you have an accent of stuff on stage. Yes, just to make sure you're awake, right? Have you ever seen that? Okay. But here's the rule of five. The rule of five is every single day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to find a tree. I'm going to hit it five times. One. All right. Two. Right. Three. Some of you are nervous, but I'm from the east side. Right. Right. Four. Five. And you know what I'm going to do after I hit it five times? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to walk away. Maybe something else. Maybe it's another tree in your life. Then the next day, I'll wake up. I'll come back out to that tree. I'm going to pick up the axe. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to walk away. And what's going to happen? Eventually, what's going to happen if I hit that stump five times a day, eventually it's going to, it's going to fall. We're going to conquer it. And this is something in my life I want to achieve or some type of success in my life or maybe this is my purpose in my life. But so many times I have seen us that the enemy wants to steal, to kill, and he wants to distract. We'll say, this is great. This is God's purpose for my life, but I'm going to go over here and work on this. I'm going to work on this area, not just five times, but 10 times or 20 times or all day long. And so I want to ask you today, what is your rule of five? What is your rule of five? As I'm talking about it, I believe maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, man, this is an area you need to work on. This is something that I want to conquer in my life. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 24 says this, an intelligent person aims at wise action. I now have a goal. I now have something to aim at. But a distracted fool, but a fool starts off in many directions. How many of that's me right there this morning, right? You wake up and you say, I got to do a bazillion things. But what is really helping you to make an eternal impact, to make an eternal difference? I want to give you some simple points today. I'm going to give you four, and I'm going to give you five. Four quick points today. How do I do this rule of five? How do I be intentional on today and beyond. Day 22 is tomorrow. So how do I move on from here? I want you to write this down. Number one, be intentional. And I'm going to go quick today. Be intentional. Got to be intentional. That do something every day to make a difference. So what are you going to do every day? Just a little bit at a time. Why? Because if you ever uh, know people that work out, like you CrossFitters out there, we love you, right? Like, CrossFit, okay, I know. Can we talk about something else? But you work out, and what happens is you work out every single day. You didn't get a great body like me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Not supposed to be that funny, but that's okay. But you were intentional in that every single day. And for you, it's like five hours a day. We love you. God loves you, Okay. Why is it? Your intention. Number two is be practical. Be practical. Here's what I've seen so many times in our walk with God. Instead of using an axe, which is sharp, we'll use a baseball bat. And we're getting so frustrated trying to knock down a tree, but we're not even making a dent. Why? Because we're using the wrong tools. We're using the wrong resources. I'm going to encourage you to live a life of purpose. Live a life where one day you wake up and you say, man, yesterday was a good day. Yesterday I made an impact. I want to encourage you. What would you ask yourself in 2020? Because so many times we're like business people, right? Like five years down the road, 10 years down the road. I'm going to ask you, what would you tell yourself one year from now? 
If 2020 Jeremy will look back and go, hey man, since you did that, this is the results you got. I'm so grateful that you started that in January of 2019. So what can I really do in 2019? That we can have great intentions, but if we have nothing to aim at, we have nothing to aim at. So I'm going to encourage you, number three, be consistent. Be consistent. I believe this is going to be the hardest thing ever because during the detox series we talked about over and over again is do not rely on your feelings because here's what happens. You wake up one day and go, ah, maybe just like two, right? Instead of five, I'll just kind of, okay, I'm tired, you know, and I need a me day, okay? Like I deserve it. What happens? We're depending on our feelings. Feelings should not dictate our actions. I love what my wife says is that actions begins to dictate our life and feelings begin to follow. And so that is what we are to do is we're going to be consistent. Find something that is easy to do every single day. Easy to do every single day. Number four is expect results. Expect results. Move to the point where you stop putting out fires and you begin to see results in your life. For many of you in this place, you talk yourself out of the rule of five every single day. And from today, I'm going to say, you know what? It will come down. You know what? I will chop that tree. I don't care if it's a December 2019. It's coming down in Jesus' name. Why? I'm expecting results. The Bible said there's seed time and harvest. If I sow a seed, I'm going to expect the harvest. So I'm going to expect results in my life. And so what is your rule of five? And for many of us, we're thinking of this right now, like maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's a New Year's resolution. Maybe a, a new job or a step of faith that you're going to take. But I'm your pastor today, and I, I love being your pastor. And so I'm going to give you the rule of five for your spiritual eyes as we close out detox series. The rule of five for our spiritual eyes. I got five quick points. We're running through these today. And so Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, this is what it says. And I love this because all of us, we're all on a spiritual journey. Whether you've been a Christian your entire life, or maybe today's the day. Maybe you walked in these doors and you're like, I don't know Jesus. This place didn't burn down when I walked in. Maybe I'll stay a while, right? But we're all on a spiritual journey. That every single one of us, we have a step to take in our journey with God. But here's what Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, but seek first his kingdom. Seek first that eternal impact. Seek first, what can I do for God? Seek first his word, his prayer, and his righteousness, and all these things. You know what really says? Everything else in your life will be given unto you. Everything else will fall into place if I seek him first. Man, I got bills to pay, tight first. Man, I got I want decisions and things and jobs to take. Seek him first. He'll open doors. He'll close doors. He'll pave the way because his word is a light unto my feet, a light unto my path. I know where to go because of his word. Why? Because I seek first. I seeked him first. I'm preaching good today, so I'm going to settle down, calm down a little bit. I'm wearing a Bears jersey, so I can't be that confident. But here's the rule of five for your spiritual eyes. Number one, acknowledge and thank God. Acknowledge and thank God. So every single day, find something to be thankful about. Every single day, say, God, thank you that that worked out. God, thank you that it could have been ugly, but God, I saw what you did there. 
Man, God, thank you that I'm alive today because I got nothing else to be thankful for. Come on, somebody. Thank him. God, thank you for being in my life. With every swing of the axe, God, I'm starving negativity. God, I'm starving blame. God, I'm accepting responsibility. That God, I am thankful. Write this down. A grateful heart changes perspective. A grateful heart changes perspective, but a thankless heart leads to sinful life. We could talk a little bit more about that in Remix. Come on, somebody. Start thanking God for your spouse. Start thanking God for people in your life. Thank God for that job that you hate. God, thank you. I get a paycheck today. God, thank you. You're going to move me on to something better in Jesus' name. A thankful heart changes perspective. A thankless heart leads to a sinful life. So I'm going to tell you a pastor story. So at the end of it, laugh for me, okay, if you can. But there's a story I, I found of an African king. And the king, he, he had a friend that served him, and, and the friend was always optimistic, and his friend had a saying. His friend would always say, this is good. This is good. So one day, the African king, he took his friend hunting, and his friend served the king, so he loaded the king's gun, and he gave it to the king. And when the king saw an animal, he fired the gun, but his friend loaded the gun incorrectly. And so because he loaded the gun incorrectly, it blew the king's thumb off. And the king said, you blew my thumb off. You, you loaded the gun incorrectly. And the friend said, this is good. And he said, this is not good. So he threw his butt in jail. So a year later, the king goes hunting again, but he goes by himself. And so because he goes hunting by himself, he gets captured by cannonballs. And cannonballs, they eat human flesh. And so he's tied to the stake. And as he's tied to the stake, the cannonballs are about to eat him. But they begin to notice he's missing a thumb. And so because of superstition, they will not eat the African king because he's not a whole and complete body. So they let him go. And the king knew that the reason why they let him go was because he was missing a thumb. So he went to prison after a year and opened the doors and said, I am so sorry. I locked you up in this jail. I'm so sorry. And his friend said, this is good. He goes, how can you say this is good? You've been in jail for a year. And the friend said, had you not locked me up in jail, I would have been with you. That's good, huh? That's good, huh? I did it better, right? Your attitude determines your altitude. You can determine today when you walk out of here, if you're walking on a high, if you're going to walk out on a low. And guess what, folks? We can see if you're high or if you're low. Because your attitude determines your altitude. But here's the secret. Here's the secret to having everything is believing you already do. The secret to having everything is already believing that you do. So the rule of five for my spiritual eyes, number two, is talk to God. Is talk to God. Every day I'm going to acknowledge and thank God. But number two, I'm going to talk to God. No, no, I didn't put prayer. Because prayer is simply talking to God. And sometimes when we get back into relationship with God, we get in our, in our place with God, and we begin to pray to Him. Sometimes we, we, we kind of lean on what we first learned, and, and we think Jesus speaks King James Version or something like that. We'll get in the closet and we'll say, Oh, Heavenly Father, I beseech thee now. <laughs> or we might say, We don't know what to say, so we say every name of the book, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, you know. But you know what prayer is? It's talking to God. It's getting alone with Him and say, God, I, I had a terrible day. God had a great day. God, I'm so grateful that there's new mercies every single day. Psalm 68, verse 19, praise be the Lord our God and Savior who daily bears our burdens. Let me free you of this today. God wants to hear your burdens. 
The Bible says my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. He wants to hear your burdens. He wants to hear what's going on inside of you and through you. I want to encourage you every single day, the rule of five, every single day when you talk to God, share your burdens with God before you tell the rest of the world. Before you get on Facebook or social media, there's an old preacher. He's like, get off Facebook and put your face in the book. Come on, somebody. Don't laugh at that. That's terrible. But the rule of five is, God, I'm going to share with you. God, I'm going to have a relationship with you. See, Jesus, he always had, I'm going to go quick on this one. Jesus always had, number one, a certain time that he prayed. A certain time. Psalms chapter 5, verse 3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. Listen to me, folks. Listen to me, church. This is powerful. Distracted people simply can't afford to wait. Distracted people can't afford to wait. But I'm here to tell you, we can't afford to be distracted. Have you ever known the old illustration? Hey, can I have a, and you walk away. And God's like, can I answer you? Okay, you're gone. Can we just wait? Make an appointment with God every single day and just wait. Talk to him. It doesn't need to be all day, but it should be every day. 30 seconds, a minute, 15 minutes, whatever it can be. Find your own style. Number two, Jesus had a certain place. He always had a certain place. I got to go faster. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up. For some of you, very late at night while it was still dark, you got up. And you went to a, off to a solitary place where he prayed. I want to encourage you, make it a place you go to. Make it your car. Make it a closet at home. Make it a room for my wife and I. It's our front room when you walk in. That's where we pray together. That's where we read our word together. I have a dog now. And so I'll take my dog walking. I'll put on headphones with worship music. And I'm walking my dog. And, and I'll pray as I walk with my dog. Now I'm hard of hearing and then I'm wearing, I'm wearing headphones. That's a bad combination. I'm not quiet. Deaf people do not whisper. And so people probably think my dog's name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. That was good. I don't care what you thought. That was funny. Worked hard on that one. But I want to encourage you, find your own style. What works for me might not work for you. My place may not be your place. I once heard a pastor, I'll wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, seek the Lord. I was like, Jesus isn't up yet. You know, like, he's still sleeping. But also Jesus had a certain plan. And the reason why he did this prayer in Luke chapter 11, he said, when you pray, Say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us each day your daily bread. Forgive us of our sins, so we forgive everyone who sins against us. Lead us not into temptation. What is he doing? He has a plan. This is what I'm going to pray. This is how I'm going to pray. I have worship songs. I'm ready to worship to you so I can detox for a minute. I have a journal so I can write, so I can remember the prayers that I asked God for. I have a plan set in place. But I'm going to go into number three, the rule of five for my spiritual life. I want you to write this down. Read and submit to God's Word. Read and submit to God's Word. Let me challenge you today. You've been a Christ follower for a very long time. Here's my challenge. Read God's Word and submit to it. Do what it says. Now, when I read God's Word, I'm not going to change it. I'm, I'm not going to change the Word. I'm going to allow the Word of God to change me. 
So I'm going, I'm, I'm not going to change, I'm going to change to it. But the problem is we want it to change to me. So when I read something, Pastor, when I read that scripture, I translated that to be something that fits my life. I translated that to be something that will help me to not, to not get uncomfortable in my life. I encourage you. There's many gray areas in the Bible. But I encourage you, get a pastor, get a leader, get a mentor. Go, what in the world was that all about? I, I don't know. Let's read it together. But here's my encouragement to you. Read it and submit to it. You see, don't interpret God's Word through the lens of our morality, but let's interpret our morality through the lens of God. I'm going to allow it to change me in Jesus' name. So that's why we read and we submit to God's Word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, keep the book of the law always on your lips and meditate it day and night. Meditate it out. Hide it in your heart so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, come on somebody, right? Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Put God's word to the test. And every day I'm going to thank God. Every day I'm going to talk to God. Every day I'm going to read his word. And every day, the, the rule of five for my spiritual eyes, number four, is I declare I want to maintain meaningful relationships. Maintain meaningful relationships. How many know at Avenue Church, relationships are included in God's design. He created you not to be alone. He created you so that you're better together in Jesus' name. So there's two ways to have a relationship at Avenue Church. We really broke this down for you because we want to be intentional. We want to be practical. We want this something that you can be consistent in so that we can take action. How do I have relationships? Maybe you're saying, this is my first day here, and I commend you for being here, but let's get into relationship. Yeah. Let's do life with others. So there's two ways to get in relationship at Avenue Church. Number one is get on a team. Number two is join a group. Number one is get on a team, on the A team, around this building, on serve, uh, uh, outreach opportunities, any type of serving. But number two is join a group. You'd be like, why? why? Why does it have to be that way? All the introverts are like, Pastor, you're wrong, right? <laughs> but that's how God created you to be. The ultimate fulfillment, we got this on the screens, the ultimate fulfillment comes when you're part of a family and you're making a difference. Ultimate fulfillment in your life comes. The eternal impact that you're going to make, the eternal difference is that I'm part of a family. I'm part of a family, and I'm making a difference because God is on my side. i got to tell you, the power of small groups, that our, as our church grows bigger and bigger, we have record January attendance. All, that's all amazing. But as our church grows bigger and bigger, we're going to grow smaller and smaller for groups. I love that groups are all over the city of Las Vegas, Northtown, Henderson, Eastside, Southwest, everywhere in the city, Summerlin. Why? Because as we grow bigger, we're going to grow smaller in the confinements of community. But this is why small groups are so important. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. And this is what it says. But encouraging one another daily. <laughs> daily. I'm here to tell you, in this day and age that we live in, Sunday's not enough. Sunday's not enough. But daily, I'm going to get encouraged by God's Word. Daily, I'm going to get encouraged by talking to God. But daily, I'm going to talk to people in my group. 
I'm going to do life with people. Like, I have somebody in my life I could call at midnight. I could jump on the phone right now. I got a group of pastors. We're Marco Poloing. Why? Because we want to be creative because we're better together. We're doing life together. And so this spring semester groups begin on February 10th, which is our two-year birthday. People, we're two. Two years old. Two. We're like a big, crazy toddler grabbing at things. Don't touch that. We're making a ruckus. But if, you're, if you've been inspired, you want to lead a group, remember, it could be basketball. It could be crafting. It could be outreach. It could be the Word of God. It could be a, a Bible study. It could be anything like that. But you could text TRAIN to 702-727-8280. You could text that number. It doesn't mean you're signing up. Like, you're like I'm hooked. But you could get a nine-minute video, take a quick little survey, and we'll give you a call to say, hey, tell me about your group. Tell me what's on your heart. Anybody can lead a group. Anybody can host a group, but there's power in groups. I love that it's all online. Come on, somebody. But number one is get in a, get in a group. But number two is join the team. Because ultimate fulfillment happens when you're part of a family and you're making a difference. I'm here to tell you that if you're cutting down a tree and you're part of a group, they're going to encourage you and they're going to get you involved. But there's something powerful about serving. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Why? Because that's the ultimate fulfillment in life. That many times we'll come on Sunday morning, or maybe we have a special Saturday uh, serve day, where we get up early, put on our serve shirts, and we go to a place, maybe it's Project 150, Catholic Charities, whatever it is in this town. We'll serve, and it's physical, and we're on our feet all day, and we're having a good time. I'm having a blast because I love serving with people that want to make a difference. You know how powerful that is? We're serving and having a great day and praying for people and connecting with people and just loving on our city. And then you go home, and you're exhausted. You're tired, and when it's time for bed, and you lay your head down on that pillow, your body is so tired, but your spirit is so full. And when you lay your head on, the, on that pillow, you say, now that is how you spend the day. That is what purpose is all about. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't busy. But I made a difference for the kingdom of heaven. I had a, 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 a coffee with a friend this week. Found our church over a year ago. Walked through these doors. Didn't want to be here. Didn't want to come. God touches his life. He raises his hand at the end of service. Yes, pastor, pray that prayer for me and with me. Gave his life to Jesus. Brought his family. Joined a group. But he started serving. And I asked him, why? Like, what, what got you to serve so quickly? Why would you get in the growth track? Why did you, you get on a team? And he said, man, we love Avenue Church. But we wanted some skin in the game. We wanted to be a part of the team. We wanted to make a difference. And they're here serving and serving and serving. Talked to an amazing young lady last week. I hope I have permission, but she said, I lost my husband a month ago. And I want to serve. I want to make a difference. Because there's an internal impact that we make. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to have our teams. Many of you walked in from the 930. You're like, what the heck is going on here? And we had our coaches all around the place and our coordinators. And here's what we want to do today. We want to make sure you could join a team and skip growth track and say go to growth track in February. 
but let's get you on the team right now. And so I'm going to call up one of our amazing A-team members. Come on up here, Brittany. Right? Come on. So this is what it looks like. Here's Brittany, and she's going to be out there with a the sign for Avenue Kids. She's got a whistle. She's got her little thing. There you go. And some people are like, get crazy with that whistle, all right? And so they have their whistles, their signs, they're going to have a clipboard, and you're going to approach them and say, I'm interested in Avenue Kids, but it's not a contract. It's not an area you have to stay in there forever. How many know what I'm talking about, right? I signed up. You're on the schedule forever. Yeah. I'm going to come to your house on Sunday morning. That's not the way we operate here. But she'll get your information. She'll give you a card. And then we'll contact you and say, would you like to shadow? Would you like to give it a shot? Would you like to try out the Avenue Kids team, the production team, our security team, our greeter team, all those different areas? Because we want to make it easy for you to make an eternal difference. So give it up for Brittany. Come on, Brittany. Good job. She scared me. Because we want you, and many people have said, I don't know what my purpose is. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose so you can make a difference. And there's many of us, we say, I don't, I don't know what it is. Or maybe some of you know, you say, this is what it is, but it doesn't fit that out there. I want to encourage you today, serve your way to your purpose. Serve your way, you'll find it. Serve your way to purpose. And here's my last one, the rule of five for my spiritual eyes is I'm going to live a surrendered life to God. I'm going to live a surrendered life to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31, it says, I die daily. Daily I wake up and I put to death my flesh and daily I say, okay, here we go. I'm just going to chop it down. One, two, three, four, five. I die daily. I lay it all down. Sometimes the problem is the enemy comes to steal, steal your life, steal your identity. Comes to kill, but he also comes to distract. He doesn't want you to chop it at this one. He's going to say, come over here, let's chop at this one. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not that thing. Now get this one over and over. And matter of fact, don't do it just five times. Spend half a day out here. Just stay doing that. And don't you ever touch this. Because if you touch this, man, the impact you would make in your family, the impact you would make in the city of Las Vegas, man, the impact you would make with over 25 churches launching today all across the nation, the impact you would make, don't you dare hit that one. Go over there and, and do those things. But I say, you know what, today I die daily. But the Bible says that if you want to keep your life, you're going to lose it. But if you want to find life and life abundantly, say, God, I give you my life. I surrender my life. Pastor, I, I, I can't join a group because I'm so busy. Maybe we're just distracted. Maybe we're just distracted. And every day when we go to bed, you say, I don't know what I accomplished today. Pastor, I can't join a team. Man, I got to get things right. You don't know my resume. And I'll say, that's just the end. We try to distract you looking back instead of looking ahead. Let's press on towards the goal. So I want the very best life for you today. I hope you know this is the life-giving message, but it's a challenging one. Next week, it'll be remixed. It'll be great. It'll be a fun series. 
But today I want to challenge you. Will you start living your best life? The Bible says in Luke chapter 9, it's like totally closed up. Band, come on out. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross. Say that word right there. Daily. And follow me. Listen to me, church. I really do want your best life, the God kind of life. That as long as you live your life attaching your happiness to your circumstances, you'll never be happy. If things don't go your way, I'm no longer happy. But we say, God, I give you my life. It's all good. It's all good. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be practical. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to expect results. Will you stand with me, please? I would love to pray over you as we close out. I want you to go in that lobby and get connected to a team. Help me lead a group. Well, let me pray over you today. With every head bowed, if I close, make your way up. I'm going to pray over you, Father, in Jesus' name. The Father, today, we're going to thank you. That starting today, that we're going to talk to God. That God, I pray even right now, give us creative ways to spend time with you. Maybe it's the car on the way to work. Maybe it's before our family wakes up. Maybe it's pausing that Netflix show to say, God, I want to talk to you. So with every head bowed, if I closed, if you're here today, if you're in this room, I just want you to say this out loud. Say, Jesus, speak to me. It's as simple as that. So God, I pray, remove distractions in our life. God, I pray, speak to us in our hearts today. God, help us to every day to stay connected to people who are an encouragement to them. Father, I'm grateful today that we're not going to have a perfect life, but we're going to have a fulfilled life. And so today, God, we take the challenge to be intentional in our walk with you, to be practical, to be consistent. That today, we're going to start living a life of purpose. But maybe you're here today and God's really been working on you. He's been working on your heart today. Remember, he's a gentleman. But you're here today, whatever head bowed, if I closed you're saying, Pastor, I need some hope in my life. Pastor, I need purpose in my life. You might be saying here today, because every single person, we have a step to take, but this step is the most important one. And that's taking a step towards God. With every head bowed, if I close, maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. Will you pray that prayer with me? Will you help me pray that prayer? Will you introduce me to Jesus? And let today be your day you're here today and that's you with every head bowed if I close just put a hand up put it right back down put a hand up put it right back down yes yes anyone else pastor that's me pray for me anyone else anyone else that's a lot of come on every head bowed if I close anyone else just put it up put it right back down and I would love the honor to lead you in that prayer I would love the honor to be your pastor with every head bowed if I close let's all pray this prayer together because we're better together. We don't pray prayers alone at Avenue Church. So everyone, raise your voice. Say, Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, be number one with all my heart. Say, the best way I know how 
I'm going to live for you. Say, today, I give you my life. I give you everything. I want you to say this out loud. Say, and I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Everybody shout it. Come on. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.